Good evening. Welcome back to Poe Discussions with Carmen and Jeannie. I am Carmen Bolden. I'm Jeannie Smith. And we and are, we are the, Potastic the Potastic Two. Okay. And we have a special guest tonight, and her name is Crystal Meather. And she is her, I guess, bakery or like company is literary flower i was gonna say you can correct me on that crystal but yes crystal please introduce yourself um welcome okay sorry about that i have a cuckoo clock and it decided to go off oh okay Um, no problem yeah i'm crystal meather i own literary flower so it's a home-based bakery and we create um all kinds of cookies and treats named after literary references or some of my favorite authors Awesome. So, um, so getting kind of just right into it, when you say some of your favorite authors, who are some of them? So <laughs> uh, definitely Stephen King is probably mm-hmm. up there. I feel like Stephen King is really where I fell in love with reading. Okay. Um, in my early teens, that's, that's where I really fell in, in love with it. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I feel like the ones you read when you're really young, those are the ones that stick with you the most, you know, just the ones that make you fall in love with reading Mm -hmm. are the ones that you just can't really (laughs) like shake. Um, Stephen King, Lemony Snicket um, is a big one for me just because when I was learning English and everything, like those are the books that I was reading and I just love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, um, Andrews was in, was one of mine when I was in high school with flowers yeah. in the attic. Yes. And that's like, that's, that. those are but good. Yeah. Jeannie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it goes along with the Stephen King, you know, have it. And then you had flowers in the attic and all those, because they, they fit that one thing. And just like, uh, you need, you need to make something that has Tommy knockers, you know, <laughs> Yeah, because I, I mean that that's the one that always is always getting me up. I keep thinking it in my head. Tommy knockers, Tommy knockers, knocking on your door. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, my creep, my creep meter just went woo. Okay. Oh yes, yes. Um, yeah, I I love Stephen King as well. Um, I probably didn't start reading m- mostly his books probably till I was I guess started in maybe my late twenties, early thirties. And it was just one of those things. I was always afraid of being too afraid and just mm-hmm. seeing some of the movies. I love the movies, but it was one of those things kind of like, you know, um, if you watch friends, Joey reading the shining, he puts it in the freezer. <laughs> yes. And what's so funny, I finally, like, I love that movie and saw that in my early twenties. And then finally read the book probably about 10 years after that. And I was like, this is, it's very psychological. It is fantastic book, but I did not feel like I needed to put it in the freezer. <laughs> no. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, misery was the one that really messed with me. Yeah. Especially when they came out with the movie with uh, Kathy Bates. I'm talking about, I'm like, that woman should have won every award there was known to man for that. Because I'm like, when she takes that sledgehammer, I'm like, she's really yes. all the ones that you know if there's somebody that we just want to take out okay <laughs> absolutely well when like when you were in a lot of people 
tell us that when they first read Poe, it's either very late elementary school, like if it's like fifth or sixth grade, but most people start reading Poe like seventh, eighth grade, maybe even ninth. When did you first read Poe? I think middle school. I think okay. around seventh or eighth grade. Okay. So do you have a favorite story or poem by Poe? And we always ask this of everybody. <laughs> I feel like, again, it's one of those where the first one you read, Sticks when you're lucky, that's the one that's the most impactful and like no other story kind of, you, you don't really have a, the same level of a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess for me, it'd be Telltale Heart, just yeah. because it just, you just feel like you're in there, you know, like you yes. are stressing with him. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so I think probably Telltale Heart, just because it's just stuck with me the most, being the first one. Yeah, absolutely. That, kind of makes, that makes a lot of sense, considering Stephen King, one of the reasons that makes him such a prolific and well-renowned horror writer is his psychological aspects to his stories, Mm -hmm. which I think one of the things about Poe's Telltale Heart is because it's the psychological. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody is the narrator. Everybody has got that one pale blue eye that's always messing with their head Mm because, you know, we, uh, we as human beings we walk around and we think about everyone and whether they're judging us, what are they thinking about us, you know, and that to me is what the representation of the telltale heart is, is that, that judgment that we all seem to come under. And it, most of the time, it's just a figment of our imagination that we're creating. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's one thing is about, you know, Stephen King, he's got that down pat too. And I think that's one of the Poe, Poe Biggie's, in my opinion, is his, you know, his way of bringing real life into his stories. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's, it's amazing how he achieves that in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Like you just get thrown right in there too. Like, yes, there's really no buildup. It's just, we're in this really stressful situation (laughs) and go. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, whereas most of the time you get the whole book because you start from beginning to the end. It's like Poe is like, forget that. We're just going to jump right in here and yeah. you're going to see, <laughs> yes. you know, all the crap that we have to deal with. And like right here, right now, you know. Sorry if you can hear my dog. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. Fine. Yeah. Now, <laughs> all of our listeners and viewers love pets. So it's it's <laughs> we, we welcome them. <laughs> our Poe pets. Yeah. <laughs> At least, so, at least, uh, mine's not giving the butt to anybody, so that's good. That's true. Yes, her cat likes to come up and show everybody <laughs> its rear end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop showing off! Get you know, get your butt out of the way. Exactly. Well, Crystal, tell us about Literary Flower. We're really excited about. Like, I I met you at the Hermitage when Charles Wissinger. I think you were there. Uh huh. And, yeah, um, and, that's, and uh a growl and poe living history event yes yes yeah. and so um because i bought the um the red velvet skull i brought one for me and one for Jeannie, and we were like oh we need to get more of these and we just haven't <laughs> and so plan to get some of those on saturday and we'll talk about that later but yeah, yeah tell us about literary flower we're excited to hear more about it yeah so it's 
It kind of started just because my husband, he kept saying like, you should really think about, you know, selling cookies and things. And I was like, yeah, you know, I just enjoy doing it. It's fun. And then over time, I really kept thinking about it. And I was like, you know what, I might actually try that. And he jokingly said, because I mean, he knows I'm a huge book lover like I have over a thousand books we bought our home specifically because the living room is very long and literally as soon as we walked in he went you could line this with bookshelves and I was like sold (laughs) that's a dream come true (laughs) yeah so um he he jokingly said oh you could call your chocolate chip cookie my precious and I was like love it that's a good idea and then we jokingly kept saying like oh and you know we could call this this and I have a a lemon cookie um the recipe has actually been passed down uh four generations on his family side um so they gave me the recipe and it's one of my most requested cookies and it's a lemon cookie and so I would I said I could call it lemony for lemony snicket yes and it just kind of snowballed from there okay just fell in love with the idea that is awesome. That is really cool. And so on Saturday, we'll go ahead and talk about this since we're kind of there. Um, well, Friday night, I was going to say, tell us about your pop-up event for kind of getting ready for Valentine's Day um, on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So on Friday, I'll Friday and Saturday, I will be at Providence Wine and Spirits in Mount Julia. Um, it's a liquor store and they have this uh, bar area where they graciously let me set up for my pop-ups um the whole team there is so wonderful and kind but I'll be there on Friday from 4 to 7 p.m and then I'll be back on Saturday from 12 to 5 p.m okay great and that's in um, Mount Juliet Tennessee so if uh, for our local viewers and listeners definitely check that out come by and we're gonna come over and like film her uh all of her um baked goods (laughs) and the pop-up and add that to the video um, interview. So yeah, we're excited about that. So, and so what, what Valentine's day baked goods are you bringing? So I had a lot of uh, pre-orders. I listed the pre-orders about a month back. Um, So for Valentine's day, I did heart-shaped chocolate chip cookies. I did a, a metal heart tin with two of each flavor that's on the February month. It mm-hmm. also brings a literary flower sticker and a literary flower bookmark. Oh, cool. Um, okay. And it's a reusable heart-shaped tin because I love heart-shaped things <laughs> so much. Um, but then for my collection this year, last year when I first opened the business, I did the Poe collection, which is what you saw at the, the Poe event. Yes. Um, I ended mm-hmm. up recreating the whole collection and I added the quote the Raven uh, s'mores marshmallow treat. Okay. Um, so I did that one last year and this year I knew that I wanted to do something fun again uh-huh. and I kept going back and forth. Last year I also did like classic romance um, so like famous literary couples um, okay. but for Halloween, I had thought I should do a King of Horror collection. I should do yeah. a Stephen King collection and October was just so busy. And I thought, you know what? I want to do that for Valentine's. So that's yeah. why I released the King of Horror collection. So a lot of it was, um, through pre-orders, but I am hoping to have 
some available in person as well because okay. I still have some um, heart-shaped containers so oh nice okay very cool so that those will be available on Saturday okay the king of horror collection mm -hmm. right okay all right now that sounds good Jeannie what questions did you have well many people don't know about the the bond behind the scenes of baking so mm -hmm. number one you said it's a home bakery so you know we we all have our ins and outs i mean come on tell me who doesn't buy like a boxed cake and throw it in the pan and go woo i baked it <laughs> um so, so what uh what first of all can you tell people what red velvet actually is because that was the one thing that Carmen bought for us was your red velvet skull. Yes. They were so yeah. good. They were so yeah, good. Most people don't know what real red velvet is. You know, it, I mean, for the longest time, I thought it was just, you know, a red cake mix or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I found out later on. So, I, you know, tell can you tell us a little bit about the red velvet and how you choose what you create, you know, not just for the literary side, but how difficult it is to mix and choose your goods to match with what you're doing. Yeah, so it definitely takes a lot of recipe development, especially with the really um, detailed pans. Mm -hmm. So I had to work with that recipe for quite a while. And it's funny because I see this pop up in baking groups every once in a while where the comments will actually get kind of heated when it comes to red velvet cake. Interesting. <laughs> Because some people say, no, it's a vanilla cake with just a little bit of cocoa powder and then, you know, the red food dye, but it's mostly a vanilla cake because it has minimal cocoa powder. Um, but other people say, no, it's a chocolate cake. It's the chemical reaction with like the cocoa because that apparently that's what gave it the red tint. Um, okay. Back in the day, that's what gave it the red tint, a chemical reaction, but think in the 40s they may have used natural food coloring to amp up the red and now we just use you know red food gel yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so to get that really pretty red color that pretty bright red color so to me yeah. red velvet does taste more chocolate cake um, but a lot of people will argue no it's vanilla because it doesn't have as much cocoa powder as a actual chocolate cake would yeah. So, but yeah, the, the signature red velvet um, flavor also is because of uh, typically use buttermilk. Most recipes use buttermilk. So you get the tang from the buttermilk too. Okay. That makes sense. That definitely does. Yeah. Red velvet cake is one of my absolute favorites. Absolutely. It's good. I love it. Um, when my husband and I got married, we had a lemon wedding cake and then his groom's cake was red velvet. And so. Oh, that's such a good idea. I also had a lemon cake for my wedding cake too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. And I, I don't think, I don't think lemon cakes or cookies get the credit they deserve. They're they so good. They they're don't. So I good. feel like that and a, like a good shortbread cookie. I feel yes. like they're so often overlooked because they're, they're considered plain or simple. Yeah. And, but when it's executed well, that's, that's yes. what makes it so special. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, most of the time it's the simplest recipes that are the hardest to get right or wrong, you yeah. know, and most people like, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and don't take this the wrong way since you're literally flat literary flowers but <laughs> i'm not a cookie i'm not a cookie person 
She's the not. only cookies. I, the only cookies I ever like are just plain shortbread cookies, or my Girl Scout cookies, and that's because I think I was trained that way since I came up from being a brownie all the way to the max. You know, <laughs> it's like I started my sales experience selling cookies, so you know. But uh, you got cookied out. <laughs> yeah, I got cookied out. And uh, but yeah, I mean, just the sometimes just the shortbread cookies mm-hmm. are just really good. Just mm-hmm. having one with tea, and I, you know, I'm not British, oh, yeah. but you know, I mean, it kind of works together. No, truly. I mean, I I I'm right there with you. I think some of the simpler ones are just so good. Like the lemon cookies, it's not a lot of ingredients at all, and it's so. Mm-hmm simple and such basic ingredients but i mean that's why it's held up through five generations too because it's yeah like <laughs> exactly yeah. and now, if you screw that up you're just in you know just stay out of the kitchen that's all i gotta <laughs> say <laughs> now do you have other like family recipes that you are using or do you come up with most of the recipes yourself so most of them i do come up with myself or it's some that um, I've seen online and like modified over the years to my liking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm trying to think really just the, the lemon cookie is a family one. Okay. Okay. My mother-in-law does have a really good, um, sugar cookie recipe as well, but for the designs that I do it, it's spread too much and chilling okay. it, even chilled, the recipe just wasn't working well. So Okay. Find a different one. <laughs> yes, abso- absolutely. So, and I guess, so you do custom orders as well as just have, you know, a product line of different things for different holidays and things. So what are some of the custom type of orders that you do? So I, um, I do have like the monthly menu and people will, will, will order from there because I rotate um, two of the cookie flavors each month, typically, okay. one to two flavors. Um, but, uh, for example, the the Hermitage, they're doing a vow renewal. So they asked that. if I could create um, bunt cakelets, like mini bunt cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing that for them. Um, okay. So we're doing chocolate, red velvet, and almond mini bunts oh nice oh that's cute um so typically most of my things are from you know the monthly menu unless someone wants a a large amount of like lemon cookies or something like Mm -hmm. that um but recently the the heart the conversation heart cookies that i did those were actually they were custom but they were just a gift from a local library because they're all so sweet there Mm -hmm. um and they actually so my not to go on a tangent but my grandmother she has uh, dementia and Parkinson's and um, she's reverted to mostly primarily speaking in Spanish Um, so I asked them if they could help me find a children's book in Spanish because I figured it would hold her attention better and they were so kind and they like the kids section helped me pick out a book to read to her and it was such a bonding experience reading that to my grandma I actually read her um, Matilda in Spanish oh that is so wonderful yeah and it was just so fun so I I made those cookies just because I love them so much um and they were just such a hit that I did end up selling some for (laughs) for valentine's I got some orders from other libraries which was wonderful oh that is that is really neat 
Um, so how long have you like really been into baking? Like, has it been like since you were young or? No, no, um, not at all, actually. Uh, my mom never really baked. If she did, she'd make like the the Nestle Toll House, you know, mm -hmm. back of the bag, like the classic delicious cookies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she didn't really experiment past that. My grandma, she would make um, Spanish desserts. Um, like she'd make mm -hmm. pudding and flancocho and stuff like that. Um, but never cookies. I can't recall her ever really making cookies. Okay. Um, but it just kind of started when I got out on my own. Um, I moved in with my now husband. I started cooking a lot more and I wanted to make desserts and I ended up really enjoying it. And each time I'm, I'm the kind of person where if, if I try something, I, next time I want to just do it better and better and keep, you know, yeah, trying new things and ex expanding my knowledge. And that that's, how it kind of started. That's, that's really neat. Um, yeah. Cause I like, I, I think some people like have like bake from when they're little with their mothers or grandmothers and kind of carry that on. Um, mm -hmm. I know a few people that do that, but, um, and then sometimes even in high school, it's like when it hits. And so it's just, it's kind of an interesting thing to ask people that yeah. are bakers. So yeah, I think that's so cool, especially I'm really jealous of people that, um, grew up learning how to make bread. Yes. Their, their mom or dad, you know, made bread. So they got to learn that because that to me is just, I've tried a couple of times and <laughs> props to people that make bread because that is a whole science. <laughs> it, it really, it really is. Um, my oldest stepdaughter has a degree in culinary and she, one of the jobs she had at one time, she was like making bread. She would go in really early, make bread. And, um, I know she it really enjoyed it, but I've tried different styles of bread. Some I do better than others, but it's not my thing. It's definitely not my thing. But well, I, I so, wish it would be. <laughs> it's such a time commitment too. Like yeah. <laughs> such yeah. Such a time commitment. And again, it's one of those things where it's such a simple recipe technically, but it's all about yeah. the execution. It's all about, you know, the technique. And <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, that's just like I had uh one of my she was she was a family member, but she pretty much kind of helped raise me. I loved her sourdough recipes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's our sourdough bread. And I was like, this is just, I, you know, I've tasted sourdough before, like at Cracker Barrel and other places. But when I was growing up, she, could, I mean, she could just knock it out, like right like that. You know, it's mm -hmm. like that's all she would do was bake throughout the day. And her biscuits, her bread was phenomenal because she didn't make a lot of sweet stuff other mm -hmm. than just bread. And it was like, okay. But I, I agree with you. If you take up doing bread, it's going to take up a lot of your yes. time because it, it's it's a you know, it's a whole other art form. It's like in, you know, in cooking and baking, there's there's separations and there's like different things that have their own uniqueness to them. Mm -hmm. So and then you're using like particular pans that are made like to that look like a skull and yeah. other things and. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't just the changing of the baking pan can change like how long you bake it and how mm -hmm. long, you know, how much it takes and how to fill it. And so you, yeah. you, have to, you have to constantly check that and, 
you know, do all that. Cause I know that if you bake at a higher altitude, it can change a whole different thing. So mm-hmm. chemistry is one of the things that, you know, I used to teach science way back in the day, but that was one thing you about. You can't tell. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like, you wouldn't think that just baking would have a lot of chemistry behind it. But like you were talking about with the red velvet, even though, yes, you put cocoa in it. But it's mostly a vanilla cake and some cocoa. But just that reaction, that chemical reaction, is changing the whole dynamic of the taste. So um, it, it's it's just phenomenal. I mean, okay, I'm going to ask, was this one of the things that you just truly decided, like, hey, I'm going to be a baker. That That's my life's goal. That's what I want to do. I'm going to be a baker. Is that what what you thought? <laughs> no, no, not really. It just was something I really enjoyed. And it's actually kind of funny because back in, look, what year is it? Hold on. <laughs> Let me think. I know. <laughs> 2022, January 2022. Okay. Um, one of my close friends that I've known since sixth grade um she wanted uh to go on a bachelorette trip in Chicago and while we were there we were at this like really nice bar and things and um her now sister-in-law said uh you know if you could have one dream job she asked each of us if you could have one dream job you don't have any limits on it like what is the one thing that you would just love more than anything And when I got to my turn, I was like, I would love to open up a bakery. I think that would be so fun. (laughs) And then so a year later, flash forward to the next January is when I actually, uh, my LLC went active and I actually started the business. So I like texted them in the group chat and I was like, hey, you remember a year ago? (laughs) (laughs) That was cool. (laughs) That is really cool. That, That is awesome. Because so many people don't get to live their dream of, you know, what they really want to do. So that's so and cool I, I mean and and since starting it i i see now how very very difficult a physical storefront would be like that has yeah. so much more <laughs> to yeah. take on um but it's still it's been so cool especially doing events and like the the poetry event that was just such a dream doing that event yeah I did the legend of sleepy hollow i did the christmas carol with gerald dickens yeah um, it, it just has been so much fun that that's cool that you kind of have partnered up with the hermitage for those events um we've I, i've been to well that poe event but there was another gentleman that did poe a few years before that i had been to there and uh, Jeannie and I have seen the gentleman that did the Sleepy Hollow event, and I've yeah. also been to the Charles Dickens event as well. And so um, I know um, when you were there, it was like it was very exciting to have, you know, something that a sweet treat that you could buy and, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I believe that was the first time they had had um, a, a sweets I think, I think so um normally they haven't I, if i remember correctly i don't think that they had food jenny do you remember if they had yeah food they, had, they had just uh just a little small sampling to go along with the uh drinks and, yeah 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 but they didn't That's have right. a separate they didn't have a separate set like where with yours uh with yeah. the bakery goods and stuff like that Mm-hmm. which I think that would have been awesome if it had been there when we were there, but I'm yes. just saying. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. But it makes, I mean, it makes wonderful sense to have that tie. And 
it makes it makes it so much more because it connects so much with what we do with our podcast about the six degrees because it's connecting you know who would think that you know baking would have a connection to literature yeah well you can turn it into that because i mean it's perfect like you were talking about the lemon cookies and then i then i'm I immediately went back to, you know, you talking about lemony snicket and I was like, ooh, it would be really cool if you could come up with a lemon a lemon and a Snickers cookie and call it lemony snicket. <laughs> lemony Snickers. You know. <laughs> um, I don't Snickers. know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Snickers. <laughs> lemony Snickers. Uh but you know, but I mean that that's just and it 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 hits upon creativity so much, you know, yeah. you can have fun with trying to come up with those kinds of things and connections. And yeah. Um, well, and and I, I think it's for me, it's so much like part of the fun for me is when I get to meet people that get it, like when they make the connection or just seeing them as they're, you know, reading each, each one and they get the reference and they're like, ah, Oh my gosh. Like, it's just, it's so fun to connect with people because yeah, I think that's one of the main things I want to do is show how much you can connect with people through books. Yes. Um, like, it, it's just amazing because you can connect with people that otherwise you wouldn't have anything in common with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can be out in public and see somebody reading a book that you just finished last month and yeah, there's, <laughs> there's your connection, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, I love reading. I love talking with people at these events. Um, but yeah. yeah. So they're social goods. You can just call them, instead of bait goods, call them social goods. Because, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're connecting socially. Yeah, that's true. And they're conversation that's starters. And yeah. it's it's funny. I probably shouldn't, probably shouldn't say it, but I noticed on um, one of the the comments where the article got shared from being on news channel five yeah. somebody commented and said that's just a skull <laughs> and <laughs> i was like did you read the article sir <laughs> like, exactly it's, exactly it's about it's mask of the red velvet like yes it makes sense if you get it if you don't then you know then it's just a tasty treat like you still yes. win <laughs> you still win yeah. Yeah, you you get the goods from both ways. You either get the nice little sugary goods, or you get the literary goods. So mm-hmm. you know, and then if you're really great, then you've got the literary and the sugary. So it's all good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, and there, and there's what I think is really cool is with you kind of you with your name literary flower you haven't limited yourself to specifically just certain styles you can do anything you want with your creativity and what you want to create and i just think that the world really is your oyster oh thank you (laughs) it is yeah i i love the name so much and um i worked with a good friend of mine sarah i've actually known her since gosh i think elementary school um, but she's a graphic designer and she okay. created my logo and, um, you know, she presented multiple options and the one that I ended up choosing, she said, I call this one the Hamlet. And I was like, oh, and she's like, Get... and I just fell in love. I was like, well, that's it. That's done. <laughs> exactly. Wrap this up. That's the one. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> well, do you think 
what few, what have you got different plans for different things for the future coming up soon? Um, trying to think right now it's, it's more Valentine's day survival mode. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause that, I know that, that I worked in a florist when I was in college and that, oh, that those yeah. are rough. Those are, those type of things are rough times for those well, few weeks. <laughs> gosh. And this time of year, like, it, and it's a wonderful problem to have. It's yes. truly, it's yes. the best time. Um, but you know, you have Valentine's day and then you get hit with Easter. Then you get hit with mother's day. So it's like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. 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 All I'm going to say is bah humbug. Oh, <laughs> Jeannie. Jeannie was born on Valentine's day. Yeah, Were so. you really? thank you i mean when i was younger it was great you know but then when you got like when i got to the high school level then it was like eh. yeah you know, <laughs> like, wonderful great can't go out to eat on my birthday because everybody's <laughs> gotta go eat you know yeah i guess um i can kind of relate mine's december 14th so while it's not like my grandma's whose is christmas eve the 24th oh, wow. Um, wow it's still you know close enough to a holiday where it's mm -hmm. like yeah you're, you're, you <laughs> no feel like you're sharing anything. it yeah yeah no one yeah. wants to get together because you know they have plans so i'm assuming it's the same with valentine's like oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it gets it gets a little annoying, but you know, hey, it is what it is. So <laughs> that's why she's always bah humbug and yeah. all the other things. <laughs> no, I hey, don't. I'm really happy for people that 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 celebrate that. And I always used to joke because uh, my mom would always fuss about my dad. He would like forget to get her her anniversary card or get a. You know, he would remember her birthday like two weeks later or something like that. Oh, no. And then, you know, me being born on Valentine's Day, I'd always tease with my mom was like, well, you know, if I ever get married, then I'm going to get married on my birthday. So that way I can knock out all three holidays, <laughs> you know, my anniversary, Valentine's Day and my birthday. I said, but my husband was definitely going to have to work really hard all year long to be able to afford that much on one yeah. day. Yes. That'll yes. be a very good birthday yeah birthday anniversary <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my gosh that's all that's almost too much yeah it never happened so i, I knew i would never have to worry about it because i was like there is no way that i would get married on my birthday my my uncle got married on my birthday which you know being 14 that just was not good for a teenager to have your uncle get married on your birthday it's like dude I'm trying to have a birthday party here. I can't go to your wedding. Okay. Oh my gosh. So it was like, well, whatever. Oh. Um, but, you know, know, I did want to ask. I actually met, I believe it was Jeannie, but maybe you were both there. I feel like I interacted with Jeannie though. This was okay. Like, two years ago. It was Rotten Revival at yes. Capitol Theater yes. in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I remember that actually. I do. Yeah, you guys had a table or yes, we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were there last summer and the summer before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This so would have been 2022. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that I, I recognized you, but I was like, I don't know. Cause I'm like, I, I don't go out a lot of places lately. So it was like, yeah. well, maybe it's just, you know, one of those things being a teacher, you see faces and you're like, oh, maybe I knew her or she was one student or something, but I'm like, eh. 
So, but yeah, that now that you said it, I remember now. I was like, oh yeah. Yes. I remember you from Rotten Revival. That was cool. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. And Jeannie is going to try to come with me on Saturday and yes. um, to do the, you know, to do the filming. And my husband has a really nice camera and he's going to do the filming of everything. Oh, so. perfect. Yeah. And so um, hopefully we'll get to film and you can talk a little bit about like, you know, when you're showing the stuff and that kind of thing. So that'll be good. Okay. Yeah. So, Jeannie, what other questions do you have? Well, I know that you're going to be at the Wine and Spirits this weekend, which that's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, because I'm, I hate to say it, alcohol and good, you know, Valentine's Day goes together really well, too. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> but it, do you have uh, any kind of bigger plans? Like, are you going to be at any other festivals since you brought up Rotten Revival? Do you do the festivals or have you thought about doing a lot of different festivals uh, around the area? Yes. And do you have any coming up? I do. I I did so many last year and last October I had an event every single weekend. I actually had one weekend with two events back to back. I won't do that again. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. October's um, a popular month for those. Yes. yes. And it's all the like really fun ones too. It's yes. all the like Halloween ones or the more unique ones. Yeah. And I couldn't help myself and just kept going. Yep. <laughs> oh, just keep going. Do- I'll just keep going. I have some um some fun ones coming up. So I have uh Southern Grist, I believe it's March 10th. It's a women's day market. So okay. all it's gonna be all small businesses um that are you know women owned in the area, all small businesses. Um okay. so that'll be Southern Grist in the nations, that location. Okay. Um, which again, alcohol and tasty tasty treats. Yes. <laughs> but it's not just all white goods. <laughs> Um, there's also going to be, you know, artwork, candles, some clothing, um, things like that. Um, then after that, I actually have a really unique event. It's going to be a goth bats clothing swap. Um, it's the second annual one and they do donate a portion of the proceeds to a charity, which is really neat. Okay. Um, And then after that, my next big one is punk rock flea market in Murfreesboro. Nice. April 20th. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that one advertised through uh, one of the other guys that we met at Rotten Revival, Glenn Hughes Art. So, oh yes, I, I think you're right, Jamie. There too. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, what's that really is. fun about doing these events is you end up kind of running in the same circle. So you know, yeah. there's so many people that I keep doing the same events with, like Hoodoo Dollies. I've done so many events with her, and she's so sweet. Cynthia's so sweet and kind um but it's always just fun because it's like a little little friend reunion every time you're like oh hey I didn't know you were doing this event yeah oh that's (laughs) cool it's fun (laughs) yeah we we have done some events um like Rotten Revival we've done uh the we did halfway to Halloween last year in Manchester that was a lot of fun that was in May and then we did the oddities curiosities market in Camden um twice once in the summer and i think it was august was it Janie? september august september yeah so and then then tennessee haunts yeah the tennessee haunts and we also traveled last year um we've done the international edgar Allan poe festival for the past two years 
and that's in Baltimore right around, it's always the weekend closest to his death date. And then um, we also did uh, an Edgar Allan Poe's, the Telltale Steampunk Festival back in April last year. Wow, that was also was in, fun. Uh, yeah, in Baltimore. That, that, the uh, Edgar Allan Poe International Festival is always amazing and it's getting bigger and bigger. But the Steampunk Festival was really different and we had tons of fun. This year, they, they're changing the theme every year. So this year it's more Sherlock Holmes. So we, oh. we decided not to go back. Um, as a booth and everything but yeah um, we wish the Poe things were closer but yeah we, we make it work <laughs> and Crystal do you get a lot of orders from outside of the area like do you just stay within this particular geographic region or, or do you get some orders from online from other places so I get a lot of requests from people out of state um, asking to order cookies, but under the Tennessee Food Freedom Act, it limits me to only sales within the state of Tennessee, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, that's, I, kind of, that's one of the things I kind of wanted to ask because yeah. I was like, yeah, I think I there was a regular. so much I could sell out of state. And if anything, just so I could go do events in other states. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there was a... a romance book like convention in georgia atlanta georgia and i was like oh that'd be so much fun oh yeah um and there are some that are in tennessee but they're always in knoxville which is a ways <laughs> to travel yeah. with all those cookies and it's knoxville sorry <laughs> uh, so yeah i'm i'm hoping one of my real big goals this year is uh, the southern festival of books um, oh yeah for that when it opens in march that's a great festival I yeah i think that would be so much fun so fingers mm -hmm. crossed <laughs> yes oh yeah and and you should and i don't know i'm assuming that that maybe should have the same amount but when i was still teaching we would go to we would do our some of our in services at the fall book you know southern book festival but especially mm -hmm. for the literature teachers and stuff yeah so, yeah, you'll probably get a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of teachers showing up. So, you know, one thing with a teacher, we love good books and we love good food. So, yes, yes. go through our brain and our stomach and we're great. You know, <laughs> check, kill them both right there. Yeah, I have actually met so many teachers through the business and mm -hmm. it's just so wonderful. Like, I feel librarians and teachers are just so underappreciated. Yeah. Like. One of my best friends is a music teacher. Um, okay. So I often talk with her about everything. But yeah, it just, it bumps me out, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> especially because I know there's a uh, teacher appreciation week. And it's like, yeah, yeah we kind of need more than just once a year, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I, I currently teach English um, in Rutherford County right now. I teach freshmen and um, love what I do. It just we are appreciated and but yeah the one week it's like yes it, it it's like wish it could be sprinkled a little ways out yeah instead of all just packed in in one week like yes spread it out yes um you know I, I feel like a lot of people just don't realize and I get to see it you know because of my my friend mm -hmm. um but how much you get done behind the scenes or at home 
or, yeah. you know, how many yeah. things you pay for out of your own pocket because yeah. the ones that you are given are, are so limited. Um, and I, I know a lot of schools have wonderful principles that really advocate for their teachers and try to get them more funding. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's only so much that each school gets. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, teachers just inevitably end up paying out of pocket for things like so many things. Absolutely. I, I will say I've got a great principal and a- admin team that I work for. And it's, it's wonderful when you have that. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. And I was going to suggest that, you know, you might want to have your friend or somebody else start hitting up some of the PTAs, the parent teacher associations, because mm-hmm. during teacher appreciation, that's one of the things that they like to uh, provide for the teachers is like some snack times or, yeah. you know, some baked <laughs> goods and, and yours would be extremely special because, you know, yes. being a teacher, we're like, oh, cool. Well, it doesn't matter what you teach, like science, you could, you know, bring in the different, like the red velvet cake. We would enjoy, you know, that time mm-hmm. for history, mask of the red death, you know, uh, <laughs> or lemony snicket for the literature teachers or things like that. So you could probably throw something in there for math, but eh, hey. <laughs> You say, look, I baked it. I used all the right kind of, you know, <laughs> so many ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah, and Jeannie, Jeannie, yeah. Jeannie is odd for many reasons. And I would say that mm-hmm. very warmly. I, we, we, <laughs> we have this kind of banter all the time. Um, mm-hmm. We have to reel Jeannie back in. Um, but mm-hmm. Jeannie has taught every, every main subject, subject. like the, oh wow the, i call it the big four i i've taught i teach english i've taught english you know years ago because i was in administration for a while and i just i decided to get out of it and go back in the classroom because i just missed working with the kids and i taught history years ago so but Jeannie has taught the big four and so um she is a a very special kind of teacher because of that because she is so talented in all of them yeah well i'm a renaissance teacher i'm a renaissance teacher that's you what are, I, yeah, that's what i called you the other day <laughs> yeah i'd tell yeah. my students because i taught theater arts too you know yes, I was a, oh my gosh yeah teacher and government and so it was like very odd how i ended up in all that but oh it's like i don't know yeah but now, it, did it, you have a favorite actually, one a favorite subject you know, I actually do. I love government. It's really kind of odd when I tell people that. Now, yes, literature is always going to be my first love as, you know, my hobby, like, because I love to read and I love to write. But for actually for the teaching aspect and the different subject, I would have to say government was my favorite because I could, uh, well, it was also at the high school or the, you know, preteen, like the 14 15 year old so you know it felt more realistic because I could connect real world for Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. because it would be something that they would be like oh wait and I'm I'd be like yeah like four years or less this is going to be you so it was one of those things and it just it was great because I could see the connection I could just see the the excitement about you know because we all remember when we were teenagers one thing that we wanted to do was get out of high school and grow up yeah. now i'm kind of like can we go back yeah because <laughs> i'm like i'm tired of adulting can we just go back <laughs> but yeah government was my favorite because i got to uh actually 
explore all different subjects in one with government. Yeah. I got to look at the literature side because when they were writing things like the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, I mean, Magna Carta, all of that, you got to look at, I got to look at from a literature point of view. Um, I got to look at it from a scientific point of view because they were trying to balance out the science of um, different and the military, you know, the humanity of it all, the economics. So it, it kind of fit a whole big package. So to me, it's kind of like your literary flower shop. You know, you've got the all the elements. I'm still kind of wondering with the math, but you can just tell me you're measuring everything. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. like, Look, I measured it right. So that's yeah. <clears throat> so, but yeah, government and now I don't like politics. Let me just put it that way. Government and politics are not the same, in my opinion. But that's just you know, let's just go. We'll, we'll just leave this that. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're. I'm so glad that you joined us, and yes. I'm so glad to uh, hear that there's so much that we're branching out of because this is the one thing that helps with our podcast to show that there are things that connect that you would never think about. Yes. So. We're gonna let wonderful to have you and your little Frenchy dog. (laughs) Yeah, what is your dog's name? Lucy. Lucy. Oh, Oh, nice. Very cute. Lucy. Lucy. But yeah, uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. This is my first podcast and oh, awesome video interview. So (laughs) it's been it's been really fun. It's been um, like you said, it's kind of just like having a conversation with some friends. Just absolutely yes, and that's what we want. We we don't want it to feel like you're being drilled with twenty questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we just want we want people to recognize uh, recognize you and what you do yes. and your art. Um, yeah, your art form because yeah. it is an art form, and we yes. look forward to seeing you this weekend. And remember, anyone in the area. Come on out. You get your wine spirits and your sweets on. Yes. For Valentine's Day and and Crystal, where else can they find you online? Like if you want to share out your. Yeah. Yeah. So on uh, Instagram and Facebook, that's probably the uh, best spots to find up to date things on my uh, menus and any events I'm going to be at. So it's just at literary flower on okay. instagram and facebook okay um try to do next door as well but i'm not as uh <laughs> as on there <laughs> as i probably should be um and then my website is just literaryflower.com okay and it's spelled f-l-o-u-r not the f-l-o-w-e-r yes. so <laughs> just just so everybody can know that you know it's literary flower as the baking flower powder so. not petals <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Well, and it's so funny because I um I I quickly encountered that when I was trying to get things going for the LLC. Anytime uh-huh. it's on the phone, it catches people off guard. They're okay. like, "What?" <laughs> they instantly <laughs> want to do F L O W E R S. Absolutely, um, yeah, a literary <laughs> flower. <laughs> yes, yeah. and we'll and when we publish uh, this uh, audio and we do the video, we always 
put those links in the description comment part and then that way people can find you as well if they didn't perfect. quite you know hear it so yeah perfect thank you so much yeah you so um when you publish this so i can share it on my social media as well absolutely okay. yes we, we will send you the links so thank you so much thank yeah, you you're welcome you're welcome